Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Valley Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in the banking crisis. Don't wait for the email reading, sorry, your account has been frozen. Your accounts aren't safe. Call American Alternative Assets at 866-3USA-GOLD to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. It's Tuesday, June 13th, 2023, and this is a day born in the corruption of the Biden regime and the federal judiciary. This afternoon, President Trump will be in federal court for arraignment in Miami after the Marxist dim special counsel Jack Smith indicted President Trump on 37 counts related to Trump's handling of classified documents. This indictment is the second criminal indictment President Trump faces as he runs for the presidency, two politically motivated indictments, both clearly intended as interference with the presidential election of 2024. Today, we'll be joined by leading constitutional attorney Alan Dershowitz to get his take on the indictment and the case against President Trump. But first, this development on the man who's managed to escape indictment for years, Joe Biden. Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna revealing the FBI informant file that the FBI was forced to turn over to the House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer last week confirms President Biden is the so-called, quote, big guy. The reference to big guy was seen multiple times in Biden documents as millions of dollars were paid to quote the big guy, first mentioned publicly by Tony Bobolinsky, Biden business partner. And as all of this is unfolding, Tennessee Congressman Andy Ogles introducing articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Ogles filed the articles accusing President Biden of weaponizing the presidency, both as president and vice president, to, quote, shield the business and influence peddling schemes of his family from congressional oversight and public accountability. Ogles also accuses Biden of acting in a, quote, manner contrary to the public trust and subversive of constitutional government, to the great prejudice of the cause of law and justice, and to the manifest injury of the people of the United States, end quote. Joining us now is attorney, legendary law professor, and best-selling author. His newest book is Get Trump. Alan Dershowitz. Alan, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy as always, so let's go to the case itself. Your assessment of the indictment. Well, it's much stronger, for example, than the indictment that came down in the New York case with um, um, D.A. Bragg which was about the weakest indictment I've ever seen. That was a clear example of somebody being targeted and then after being targeted, coming up with a very, very weak indictment. Um, this is very different. Here you have 
a special counsel appointed. And the special counsel is appointed only to go and get the the this particular person. So it's targeting, but it's a different kind of targeting. It's a targeting that's more lawful. And then, you know, he does the investigation. And as a result of it, Trump does some unfortunately foolish things um, with his lawyers and makes a recorded interview about some classified material. And he comes up with him some some um, indictable offenses. And so the question is, if the process by which the evidence came out was deeply questionable process, is the result justifiable uh, to go forward? I'll give you an example, an analogy that, that may be far fetched, but it's a useful analogy. Let's assume in the South in the 1930s, a racist Ku Klux Klan prosecutor pledges that he will go and investigate only crimes committed by black people, but not by white people. And he does the investigation and he comes up with a crime committed by a black person. Would it be justified to prosecute him, even though he's never looked for crimes committed by any white people? Now, this is different. This is obviously political, not racial. But the issue is, to what extent is targeting permissible and the results of targeting justifiable to bring a prosecution. That's the issue, the moral issue that's raised by this case. The moral issue to me is also it's a a little more expansive than that. Uh, This is the same Department of Justice that has demonstrated political uh, that has demonstrated its capacity for political persecution over the course of seven years of, of a man who has been innocent. The only wrongdoing has been on the part of the prosecutors. The people who were putting together the evidence, the people who were quite obviously trying to frame him, uh, the people who constructed around a Hillary Clinton campaign uh, uh, initiative, if you can call it that kindly, a conspiracy to overthrow a president is what it became. This is the same DOJ uh, led by the same, uh, in my opinion, Marxist dim party. Uh, It's outrageous on its face that this would be permitted uh, and the judge. Now, this is something I, I have to ask you. I, I can't even imagine a judge not throwing this out on that basis alone. Well, the law does not really give judges the authorities to have a roving commission to see that justice has been done. Generally, judges look at a case. Now, the defendant may raise this issue in some form by arguing that um, that uh, you have a situation um, uh, where it's been targeted and where equal protection of law and equal justice has been denied, that may come before a judge possibly, but um, not clear that uh, the law supports that. Um, it's, it's more an argument for um, political and moral concerns than legal concerns. Now, if it involves race or religion, and there's discriminatory application of law, the law responds to that. But it's not as responsive when the issue is political. So we'll see. Now, you say completely innocent. The the tape-recorded conversation in which Trump waves some material in front of a writer and says, Mm -hmm. I could have declassified this, but I didn't. It's secret. I shouldn't show it to you. Um, That really does not, not sound like uh, innocence completely. It may be that he was puffing. We know Trump does that. Maybe yes. there wasn't any classified material in the paper. We just don't know. And of course, the government doesn't have 
the documents. So it will be up to surmise, and maybe the judge could throw it out on that ground. But the, the, the more interesting issue here for me as an academic, as you know, somebody who's, who sees the Constitution first and, mm-hmm. and partisanship much later, to me the issue, what if, what if an improper process targeting has produced evidence of a real crime? Uh, do you go forward and prosecute that real crime? You wouldn't do it in the racial context. The question is, do you do it in the political context? And if if not in the racial context, I would I would say then the the law should make room for greater moral judgment uh, and process. Uh, the the issue the issue to me is this waving this piece of paper around whatever it was, whether it was top secret, whether it was uh, secret compartmentalized highest form of intelligence uh, uh, security, uh, whatever it may have been. No one saw it. And the document doesn't exist as far as the court is concerned right now, at least. Right. And and no harm was done to the national security. That's what I was just going to. All of the judgments about intent and everything else go away to me if we find out that, then, uh, for example, that piece of paper ended up in the hands of Vladimir Putin. Okay, that then becomes a different case. There is not one instance here of harm having been done to anyone. There is not one single instance of, uh, in in any case, uh, that the president had any intent that was unlawful, immoral, whatever. Because all of these documents... Go ahead. Yeah, there's an additional element, and that is it looks from the context that maybe General uh, Milley had already disclosed the conflict, the controversy, you know, who wanted to bomb Iran, who didn't want to bomb Iran, whose fault is it, uh, all of that. It may be that the, that the debate was out there already and that uh, what, what Trump added to it by waving a document didn't amount to very much. That's another possible argument. Yes, and, and an interesting one, because we know Milley was basically, you know, it would be the first time that it made, if I may use a non-legal term, made a horse's ass of himself by suggesting that uh, Trump would not be uh, reacting appropriately to, to provocation. Uh, we're, we're talking with Alan Dershowitz. We'll be back with uh, this country's uh, legend of law in just moments. Stay with us right after these words from our sponsor. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is a warning, my fellow Americans. The news just broke, and it's grim. The banking collapse of 2023 is now more devastating than the banking collapse of 2008. 
First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in this banking crisis. And don't wait for the email reading, quote, sorry, your account has been frozen, end quote. Take action now to protect what we've all worked so hard to build. Believe me, you can protect your wealth by utilizing a straightforward tax loophole that's entirely legal. Call my friends at American Alternative Assets. Ask them for your free wealth protection guide. Call 866-3USA-GOLD. That's right. Call now, 866-386-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without tax consequence. Call American Alternative Assets at 866-3USA-GOLD to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. We're back talking with Alan Dershowitz, and you're concerned about a number of elements in this indictment, Alan. Uh, on its just on its face, I have to say, thirty-seven counts. This looks like the way they treated the Justice Department treated. Uh, hundreds of people are still political prisoners of the Biden regime, uh, and that is uh, simply overcharge. Uh, and if you uh, then uh, get a conviction, over sentence. Your thoughts? No, there's no doubt about that. Um, and you know, I wrote a book about this whole thing called "Get Trump." which starts right from the beginning where they go after him and they target him. And in my book, I go over every single one of the allegations against him in Fulton County, uh, in, in D.C., uh, in New York and in Florida. And I say in the book, I predicted that the strongest case would be an obstruction of justice case in Florida. The other cases were very weak. We now have seen the New York case, which is extraordinarily weak, the weakest indictment I've seen in 60 years of practicing law. So it's all part and parcel of of the same thing. And one has the right to look at all these cases in context and ask the question, could any American survive the kind of scrutiny that Donald Trump has gotten if the same resources were used uh, against anybody else, any other former president, current president, political figure, um, as Robert Jackson, a justice in the Supreme Court many years ago, said, any prosecutor could rummage through the books and rummage through the evidence and find something to pin on somebody if you look hard enough and if you target that person. And, uh, you know, he didn't like that. And I don't like it. He had been the chief prosecutor at Nuremberg. He saw what could happen under those circumstances. And we all know the story of the head of the KGB telling Stalin, Show me the man and I'll find you the crime. And that's what this targeting is about. They show you the man. The man is this. In this case, is Donald Trump. In some other case, it could be you, me, or President Biden. Uh, it could be anybody. And you devote unique resources and you may come up with something. Maybe that something will be a valid case. Maybe it won't be. But it raises very, very troubling problems about the American justice system. The American justice system is uh, has been shredded at this point, uh, in, in my opinion, and I think the public opinion polling is showing uh, there is no trust in either the Department of Justice or the FBI. People are talking serious. People talking seriously about dismantling the FBI because of its uh, uh, operation as the political arm 
uh, in the, if you will, the uh, military arm uh, of the Marxist Dem Party. It's it's come to that point. I, I just like to get your sense of, given all that is happening, we have uh, five, six years in which there's been no justice for Hunter Biden. There has been every disinformation, 51 intelligence veterans, uh, if you will, perjured themselves uh, by their insistence. Well, they weren't under oath. Uh, of course they were, but I'm using that. Trust me, Alan, I'm keenly aware I'm not in a court uh, of law, but rather one of opinion. The The reality is that the, the, the Democratic Party, the permanent bureaucracy, if you will, the interagency, uh, has proved themselves to be so politically uh, activist and uh, dishonest. We, we hear, by the way, once we find out that uh, the judge in Florida will be holding this, she's a woman who uh, was conducting a trial for uh, President Trump uh, earlier, uh, lost on a special master to the appellate court's judgment. Uh, she was right about that, by the way. She was I, right about that's that. That's what I was going to ask you. Were wrong. Yeah, no, public courts were wrong on that. They could be unanimous. I don't care if nine justices of the Supreme Court say that. When you rummage through a person's personal papers and you get a bunch of lawyer-client privileged information, as there was in that case, you do not let the Justice Department set up a so-called taint team to separate out the lawyer-client privilege from the unprivileged. You don't allow people who sit and have lunch next to each other, who go to the bathroom with each other, who socialize with each other, one of them becomes the tank team and doesn't tell the other what he's found, that's just not right. Appointing a special master was absolutely the right approach, and she's getting a lot of flack. You know, the interesting development is that liberals and conservatives have changed sides. In the beginning, the FBI was strongly opposed by liberals and strongly supported by conservatives. The Espionage Act was strongly opposed by liberals and supported by uh, conservatives. Now, everything's switched. Now, it's the liberals who want to preserve and strengthen the FBI and make law enforcement stronger. It's the liberals who want to expand the Espionage Act that put dissidents in prison for years. And the conservatives are being the civil libertarians. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's such an interesting switch of perspective. And I see it among my own colleagues, people who I've known for years who have been liberal Suddenly, when it comes to Donald Trump, they forget about the Constitution. They don't care about the Constitution. It's just get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. And I document that in my book, Get Trump, over and over again to show you how many people who call themselves liberals have turned reactionary when it comes to criminal justice and Donald Trump. And it's very disturbing because there's nobody out there to defend him. As far as I know, I'm probably the only anti-Trump person. I voted against him twice. I plan to vote him against him a third time. Uh, I demand my own constitutional right to vote against him and not to have some prosecutor tell me I can't vote against Amen, him. But there brother. are very few people out there, but there are very few people out there who are not Trump supporters, but who support his constitutional rights and all of our constitutional rights. And I pride myself on being one of those, even though it's gotten me into a lot of trouble with former friends and even relatives. We're talking with Alan Dershowitz. He's the author of the book, Get Trump. And no, it was not a uh, blueprint for the Marxist left. It is a, a, a brilliant work by a brilliant uh, professor of law, Alan Dershowitz, with whom we continue our conversation in just moments. We'll be right back.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Alan Dershowitz. And Alan, I want to turn to to what some are saying is the pivotal point that the president's uh, uh, court case uh, will turn on uh, the the Presidential Records Act. What do you think? Uh, there is also an executive order out there, uh, thirteen five two six, pertaining to uh, to the presidential records and his powers. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I was surprised that the indictment never mentioned the presidential records act. It's obviously relevant; it gives the president the right to possess materials, and it provides a procedure which is not criminal, but a civil procedure for resolving disputes between the National Archives and the president or the vice president of the United States. And it's incumbent on the prosecution to at least consider that and to understand that at least at the beginning, this was a civil dispute that got turned into a criminal, into a criminal charge. Now, he has a lot of defenses. The problem is going to be getting lawyers to make them. I can tell you, I know from personal experience, that two of the very, very best lawyers, maybe three, best lawyers in um, Southern Florida turned down the case. Uh, they'd love to do it, but they know that there's a project out there called a group out there called Project 65, which is a group of radical leftist lawyers who have promised to go after the bar certificates and disbar and discipline any lawyer who defends Trump. And when they first said that, I wrote an op-ed saying, I will defend any lawyer who Project 65 goes after and files a bar charge against. So what do you think they did? They filed the bar charge against me and uh, other people. And so lawyers have told me they would love to be part of the Trump defense team, but they can't afford to. They can't risk their license. They can't risk their being disciplined by the bar. So we're seeing a rabid form of McCarthyism coming from the left, the hard left in this case. And the the solution will be in one part to see whether or not President Trump can get a fair trial on these on these charges by a man, uh, Jack Smith. Uh, this is the man, by the way, in terms of uh, public corruption. Uh, this is the fellow who went after Bob uh, Bob McDonnell, uh, the, the governor of Virginia, and lost before the Supreme Court nine to nothing. He is a man who right. has shown a, a, a egregious excess in the extension of prosecutorial power. He has done so again. Uh, your assessment of the, the chances, uh, I, I mean, he laid, he created the template for crying out loud with Lois Lerner of weaponizing the federal government 
in this instance, the IRS going after conservative groups. Your assessment of where what it will take to reverse this awful, awesome uh, Marxist takeover of our government. Well, and, I don't agree with of, that. <laughs> well, that, you may not, but you may not, and that's but, you're, you're right. But let's assume yeah. that I'm right, and tell me what I should do. <laughs> well, first of all, let's wait to see if he can get a fair trial. I think that Jack Smith did the right thing and did the smart thing by moving the case away from the District of Columbia, where he got a lot of good legal rulings on his behalf about lawyer-client privileges, but he moved the trial itself down to Palm Beach County, which is a much more divided area. Uh, then obviously in the District of Columbia, and but by you, the wheel, just, if I may interrupt, uh, Alan, you, sure. I, 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 you said something very important. He got rulings on client yeah. attorney privilege that were heinous, uh, terrible rulings, and yeah, terrible they, rulings. Uh, destructive of uh, of the Constitution, legal process. And my God, now he goes to Florida to with to conjure yeah. up a pretense you know, it's of a very a, smart move to get the legal rulings to win on those legal rulings, to appeal and then move the case down to to uh, Florida uh, because he was afraid that if he tried to venue it in uh, the District of Columbia, there'd be a challenge. And that challenge would make it up to the Supreme Court even before the trial on venue. And it might delay the trial for a long, long period of time. So he bit the bullet and decided to send it to Palm Beach. He didn't decide to send it to Miami, which he might have. But uh, Palm Beach is likely to get him a slightly fairer jury veneer. And I think the judge who was picked seems to be an honorable judge. Yet the, the left is arguing, oh, my God, appointed by, appointed by, um, by, by Trump. But when, <laughs> when there were other cases where the right complained that, oh, they were appointed by Obama or appointed by Clinton uh, or appointed by Biden, the the left said, oh, you can't attack judges. That's just not right. And of course, now the left is really attacking this judge without knowing anything about her, except that she had this one opinion that was reversed by the 11th Circuit, erroneously reversed, in my view. Well, I, I want to just say in terms of this judge, uh, and it's it's interesting, a woman judge. There's a woman judge in D.C., by the way. She happened to be the head judge, Beryl Howell. She was the chief yeah. judge. She had jurisdiction over and influence over uh, the 2016 election challenges. She had uh, jurisdiction over the 2020 election challenges. She had jurisdiction uh, over uh, almost everything that happened, including, as you're suggesting, uh, the demise of attorney-client privilege. It's outrageous what she did. Not a peep from the left. And this woman uh, in Florida, uh, Judge Elaine Connor, she's you know she's getting all sorts of publicity. Uh, very quickly as we wrap up here, Alan, and I appreciate your time. What are the president's chances of prevailing? Well, I think the president will uh, either win or get a hung jury on some of the counts, particularly the obstruction of justice counts. Um, however, the tape recording is a difficult one to overcome. And he may very well get convicted on that. Then there'll be an appeal. Uh, for me, the biggest question is timing. When will this thing go to trial? If it goes to trial a year from now, which is usually how long it takes for a complex federal indictment to go to trial, it'll be just as the conventions are starting. And it will have a major impact on, on the election. 
Um, so maybe it'll be postponed until after the election. We're not sure. If Trump were to be elected uh, and he had been convicted, then the issue arises, can he pardon himself or could he leave the presidency under the 25th Amendment for a few days and allow the vice president to pardon him. These are all complex constitutional questions of first impression. Nobody ever contemplated we get to a position where a man running for president against the incumbent has in, is indicted. And if you're going to indict your political opponent that way, it better be the strongest case in history. And this case doesn't meet what I call the Richard Nixon standard. Richard Nixon was indicted for destroying evidence, bribing witnesses, and Republicans wanted to see him removed from office. I don't see that happening here. I don't see bipartisan support, and I don't see the kind of case that uh, resulted in Nixon's leaving office. Um, but, you know, we have to keep an open mind. And, oh, one more thing I want to make a uh, point of. This case should be on television. The arraignment tomorrow should be on television. The case should be on television. The trial, the appeal, the American public has the right to see how their criminal justice system operates, particularly in the context of a political case like this. And it's a mistake to have it filtered through MSNBC, uh, CNN, and the New York Times. People will not get a correct view of what's going on in court. They'll get a distorted view. So uh, I'm pushing very hard to get this case televised. Well, as you should, and I and and, and I would expect you as is one of the country's great leaders uh, on law to do so. I would also say that I think the American people have made their determination right now about the state of justice in America. It is woeful. It's obscene, and it is corrupt. And that is what this court uh, will have to overcome on behalf of the judicial system. I wonder if it's. Uh, capable. Alan Dershowitz, the book is Get Trump, timely and most uh, apt titled book uh, I've seen in a long time. Alan, thanks so much for being with you, uh, with us here. Well, thank uh, you. And God bless you. Thank you, you too. Alan Dershowitz, brilliant legal mind and author. His new book couldn't be more on point. The title, Get Trump, we recommend it to you highly. Our guest here tomorrow will be attorney and founder of the Article 3 Project, Mike Davis. He's been right on the FBI, DOJ, and the documents from the very beginning. Please join us here tomorrow. Until then, thanks for being with us. God bless you, and may God bless America.